Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. Uh, I'm Rabbi Daniel Goldfarb from the Conservative uh, Yeshiva in Jerusalem, and we're on Daf Zion, page 7 of the Tractate of Rosh Hashanah. Up to now, the Talmud has discussed why the Mishnah designates the first of Nisan as the new year for the kings and for festivals. And we've just completed a lengthy discourse on the prohibition uh, against delaying and fulfilling vows and obligations. Before moving on to the first of Elul, the second of the four dates that the opening Mishnah listed as New Year's, the Gemara brings a Brita, an early rabbinic teaching parallel to the Mishnah, which delineates other matters which are calculated from the beginning of Nisan. Tanu Rabbanan, Be'echad Nisan Rosh Hashanah L'Chodeshim U'Le'Iburin U'Le'Trumot Shkalim our rabbis taught the first of Nisan is New Year for months, for leap years, and for the offering of the Shkalim, and some say for also for the renting of houses. The Brighta adds four subjects, months, leap years, the Shkalim offering, and home and apartment leases, to the kings and festivals, which the Mishnah said we date annually from Nisan. The discussion of these four takes most of the page, citing biblical proofs on the one hand, and at the end of each of these four matters, in a lovely, playful refrain, the Gemara asks, Vatana Didan, and our Tana, and the teacher in our Mishnah, why does he not include this particular matter, whether it be months or leap years, etc., in his list about the first of Nisan as the new year? Time limits us to several points here. The discussion of Nisan as the first month of the uh, first of the month seems superfluous. The Torah tells us in Exodus 12:2, "This month shall be for you the beginning of months; it shall be the first month of the year." But the Gemara, as is often its way, takes nothing for granted, even with the designation of the first month first month as Chodesh Aviv. It plays with the possibilities, which it will reject that either Adar or Iyar, the months before and after Nisan, might fit the designation. This discussion is possible because, as you might know, or even guess from what we've had so far, the Torah does not call the months by names by the names we use, Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, etc. It speaks of them numerically, the first month, which we know as Nisan, the seventh month, which we call Tishrei, etc. Occasionally, it will use another name. For example, Ziv for the second month, the one we call Iyar, in, the fir- in 1 Kings chapter 6, likely borrowed from surrounding cultures. According to the Talmud Yerushalmi, the Palestinian Talmud, which is cited by Tosafot on our page, um, the transition from numerical to nominal designations for the month came with the Jews who returned from, to Eretz Israel from Babylonia about a century after the destruction of the first temple in 586 BCE. Shemot HaChodeshim Alubi Adam the names we now use, Tishrei, Mar, Cheshvan, etc., were apparently adopted or adapted from names of the Babylonian months. 
It's interesting to note that the Hebrew calendar never accepted names for the days of the week. And we still use the numerical designations, Yom Rishon for Sunday, Yom Sheni for Monday, etc. Regarding leap years, of which we are in one at the moment, the fixed custom is that it is always a second Adar that is added, based on the meaning of the word Aviv as early ripe grain in Deuteronomy 16.1. Ensure that the grain will ripen in the month during which Pesach falls. And this is best done close to Adar when uh, they know how the status of the winter grain is. Of course, today, few of us are farmers, and in any event, the Hebrew calendar is determined by calculations. But leap years are still significant. One area is for Torah readings. The five books of Moses are divided into 54 weekly portions. So there is a portion for every Shabbat in the rare situation that it's A, a leap year, and no holidays fall on Shabbat. In regular 12-month years, we have four to five fewer Shabbats. And depending on the days the holidays fall, we may have as many 40, as few as 46 Shabbats for regular Torah readings, which means we have to double up seven times in the uh, diaspora, six times in Eretz Yisrael. Ungrateful, we will have frequent leap years coming up, five in the coming 11 years, including the current year. So that for the next decade, a number of Shabbat services will be shorter, and we'll get to Kish. Kiddish sooner. The Gemara in Sanhedrin points out other parties who have an interest in the decision to to declare a leap year. The Talmud rules that neither the king nor the high priest may sit in the Sanhedrin which decides whether to declare a leap year or not. According to Rashi, the king who pays his soldiers an annual salary wants the leap year because he will get an extra month's service from his army without additional cost. The high priest, on the other hand, does not want to add a month and extend the year because that will push Yom Kippur further into October and it will likely be colder on that day when he has to immerse himself five times. Would that our government officials and communal leaders uh, be so sensitive to potential conflicts of interest? The last item mentioned, with some hesitation, and some say, also for the renting of houses. This is a nice one, taking us far from the temple and ritual obligations into the real world. Remember, these were simpler times, and the standard lease was not seven pages long with a dozen whereas clauses and 25 numbered clauses in small print. The Gemara explains, if the parties agreed that the lease says Lashana for a year, the lease is in effect for 12 months to the same date next year, and presumably for 13 months in a leap year. But if they agreed the lease is Lashana Zo for this year, For the current year, that is deemed to mean the the year which ends at the end of Adar and starts again in Nisan, even if they started only a month or two ago. Almost like saying apartment leases in college towns terminate automatically on September 1st in time for the new academic year unless the parties specify uh, otherwise. Our Torah is Torah Chaim, a Torah of life and reality, and certainly rental contracts are important parts of both of these. Tadarabha. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.